foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. This is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. Now we've spent the past several weeks digging into defense mechanisms and really exposing the many ways that we try to self-preserve apart from Christ. So last week, Janie, you gave us two principles that we can use to combat the defense mechanisms when we recognize that we're using them. And first one is to do the opposite of the action that the defense mechanism is causing us to do. And the second one is finding the balance in the scripture. So in order to do that, it comes right down to what's in our heart. Do we really want to change for God to be glorified in our lives? Or do we want to hold on to our defense mechanism? And so it really comes down to the heart of the matter. And so let's talk about the heart today. We are living in a world with a lot of cultural and natural life changes. And it's so easy for us to then adjust, react, respond to the surface situations that we're in, the battles that we're fighting for being Christians. And we can get so involved with the externals of just survival in this ever-changing societies that we never recognize that the heart has not been keeping up with the challenges that we're having with our natural and cultural circumstances. So I want to let the listeners know, why are we putting such an emphasis on the heart? Well, first of all, the Lord does. Mm -hmm. The heart is where God looks. It's where he evaluates our life, because from it comes all of the issues of life, according to Scripture. But Sharon, second of all, we need to take up that same priority that he has and look at our hearts, because that's going to let us know how we're going to be able to withstand these current circumstances that we're in. And a lot of people do not know what the heart is. Well, we know it's an organ Mm -hmm. and we know it pumps. We know if it doesn't pump. It doesn't matter what we think because we're not going to be (laughs) around. Exactly. So we need to take care of our physical heart. But in doing so, we've got to take care of the heart of who we are. So let's just go talk a little bit about what comprises the heart of man. Okay. Well, Matthew 9, 4 says, And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why are you thinking evil things in your hearts? So our heart has the ability to think in a way that we may not be able to put into descriptive words, but the Lord gives us the concept and the truth that our heart thinks. Okay. Now, it may use the brain to give understanding from what the heart is thinking. So let's go on and see what else is in the heart. Acts 11.23 says, Who, when he arrived and saw the grace of God, 
rejoiced and encouraged them all to remain with the Lord with purpose of heart. With purpose of heart. So when you have purpose to do something, you've got to invoke your will, don't you? Mm-hmm. I'm determined that I'm not going to do this, or I'm determined that I'm not going to be late anymore, or I am determined to love that person regardless of how I feel. Or I am determined that I'm not going to let defense mechanisms rule my life anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's amazing how you can take a paragraph that I say and you compile it, you put it into well, one I'm sentence. Just, <laughs> I'm just thinking about these defense mechanisms and how much I can relate to many of those. <laughs> You know, and, you know, once I recognize them, okay, now, how do I tear those down out of my life, out of my heart, you know, and and start doing things different? So I'm going to purpose, I'm going to interject a little uh, very, very short um, truth that happened just a couple of days ago. And I'm not going to bring any particulars in it, but it was beautiful. This lady who has a few years on her said, uh, my calling is to do such and such. I just am not equipped to uh, do praying aloud or to do much speaking aloud. And but I want to be a part of this group. So a couple of days ago, her face was absolutely glowing. And she said, since I have been in this group, I now want to speak. I now want to pray, even if it's a short prayer. And I'd like to even be a part of maybe helping to lead in the group. And the face was glowing. That was purpose of heart. Mm -hmm. You see, she had been influenced by the truth, and it had spoken to her, and now her heart had put its will into making a different choice. And it's changed her countenance because that day, without me even telling her, I looked at her and I thought, she has a beauty on her face. She has an aliveness. And so when she told me that, then I thought, I've got to tell you, you're glowing and you don't know it. Well, Janie, that, that's a great testimony. And it reminds me of what the Lord says in Second Corinthians chapter 3. It says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Mm. And, you know, there's so much of that that just resonates through our voice, through our attitude mm. and how we talk and the way we present ourselves to others. See, that opens up so much life, Sharon, because some translations say freedom, which I really like, but other translations say liberty. And what is the opposite of liberty? Bondage. Oh, bondage. Yeah. So to be set free is almost like to be made anew. And then the scripts show us how the Lord suggests that it takes place. The verse right after verse 17 is verse 18. Would you go ahead and read that one? It says, But we all, with open face beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. And changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. I have struggled with this verse because it's not the most simple verse to understand. But when I look in the mirror, sometimes I don't like what I see. (laughs) I'm the same way. Especially early in the morning. But then I realize that a mirror is what focuses us to look at ourselves. So when we look in a mirror, what is being reflected back? Is it the joy of the Lord? Is it like you said, that face that mm-hmm. lights up, that mm-hmm. countenance that is calm? 
uh, if our hearts are frustrated, it's going to come out in our face. Right. And do you know a frustrated heart causes the facial muscles to tighten up? No, I didn't know that. Well, I hate to break that to you, but <laughs> <laughs> that may be an incentive for us to stay with a happy heart. Right, okay? right. But no, that's medical. It tightens up, and you're much more prone to get the lines in the forehead and the crow's feet and things oh, just okay. because of the muscles tightening up. So when we talk about these defense mechanisms, they're the ones that actually put us in bondage. Yes. It's, it's like if we've got a bad attitude, I think what helps me is when I get a bad attitude, of course, I sense it in my spirit. But I think about myself being in an old dungeon with bars on it. Okay. And I'm thinking about a wet, damp, dirt floor. And I'm thinking about the misery because the only light I might get is just through some dusty old bars. Right. And that tells me I don't want to live that way physically. Right. So why do I want to live that way emotionally or thinking or any other way with my conscience? Right. And at the same time that that process is going on, the conscience is saying, I'm not getting correct understanding because the Holy Spirit is the one that tells me how to think. The conscience thinks. Uh So if the conscience is thinking the way God designed the conscience to think, it's going to be sensitive. But if we take those emotions, wrong emotions, if we take our purpose, wrong a purpose, to protect us, Uh or to conceal our junk from Mm -hmm. somebody else. Safe face. Yeah. Then the conscience is saying, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to be responding. So the conscience will come up with being a weak conscience. It can be a confused conscience. It can be a conscience that just sits down and and does nothing. Or it can go back under its old way of condemning before we had the freedom in Christ. And it can start to be a conscience that blames when it shouldn't, but it isn't functioning right. So it's going to go back under the tool of natural thinking. And law and legalism. And and guilt. Guilt. And shame because we're not getting it together. Okay. And I had somebody tell me the other day, I so want to change but I don't know how to do this. It is so hard. And here's a little side note, Sharon. Part of why it's hard is because the Holy Spirit is not someone they look at, that they hear with their ear audibly, that they see with their eye. He's real. He's as real as you and I sitting here looking at each other today. But we are so accustomed to not accepting something we can't see, touch, or feel. Okay. So it becomes harder to accept these truths about the heart because it takes the Holy Spirit to help us discern spiritual truth. So what is the advice for being able to change? (laughs) I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) I think that's one of our themes of this show, but I will once again say that you guard your heart and you can't guard your heart without knowing what it's to be guarded from. And the scriptures tell us. It tells us the warnings. It tells us the exhortations. It gives us examples of where people didn't guard their heart and what were the results. So when we put the same importance on our heart that God puts on our heart, then we'll be willing to look in the scriptures and find ourselves as a mirror and able to walk with purpose of heart. 
And that's why Mentoring Matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hearts Ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHearts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N Hearts.org.